0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Bell, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, your radio flagship home of the Dallas Cowboys. Joined, as always, by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the g Bag Nation, which can be heard 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. He is also the pre- and post-game co-host of on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. And uh, Brian, you had quite the late night on Saturday into Sunday morning, as we record this on Sunday evening, uh, after the Cowboys drop the game to the Seattle Seahawks, 22-14, their second consecutive uh, preseason loss. Um, but it's, it's good to get football back out there, even if it's uh, really not any of these starters at all.
0: No, Bobby. It it, uh, it is good to see football around the league. It's uh, you know it's good to kind of see that uh, the California portion of training camp is now over, uh, and things shift. The focus now shifts to our backyard and uh, the star in Frisco. Uh, bad news. I'm sure you're going to get to from a roster aspect, but I wanted to say thank you for doing such a great job on our Cowboys pregame show uh on saturday night appreciate your insight i know everybody's excited to uh to hear your thoughts uh when it comes to this football team so uh, but uh yeah it was uh, it was a long night went well into the morning and uh we're here to talk about it today so we looking forward to it. Yeah,
1: we are. I'm glad you reminded me that the California portion of training camp is over because that reminds me specifically of one question uh, or one big storyline that I know occurred since we last talked. And I'm curious for your thoughts on it. Uh, and that was the the big training camp fight. They, they got one in uh, there on Thursday. It was a one on one between Brock Hoffman and Sam Williams. Sam Williams, uh, you know, a little Are bit of you trying to start a
0: fight with me? Or is I'm, not, right I'm now? not. I'm not. I think, I think we view
1: I think things you a little detect, differently. I, I think, think we you things
0: detect things something that happened on my show, the G-Bag Nation, where every one of those guys lined up. Wolchuck, Chiafalo... Dawson all lined up against me when it came to training camp fights. I don't.
1: I don't. No, that's not where. That's not even where I see going what you're doing it. here. You're like I trying think, to draw I me had, off
0: sides. I, I, think, I get it.
1: I, get <laughs> I think. It. I think we have a disagreement in terms of one critical aspect of it, which was, of course, we got the fight between Biadash knocking over Sam Williams, and then yeah. it turned into a whole melee. And then a few plays later, it was Biadash and Micah Parsons and Sam Williams coming in and getting his shot in. After that. I'm curious for your overall perspective on the, the brawl, but more specifically, mm-hmm. I think you you felt like Tyler Biotis was more in the wrong for that, that scrap uh, yeah. than Sam Williams. That's where I think we have a little bit of disagreement. I felt like Sam Williams was more to blame here, and I felt like Sam Williams, for all of his off-the-field concerns and questions and things like that, he is the last guy who needs to be out here escalating brawls, and when it's all dispersing running over and saying, let's take the pads off and pushing defensive linemen, fighting with Isaac Alarcone and things like that and saying, no, get out of my way. Let's take the pads off. Let's see. That that was the last guy I felt needed to escalate it anymore. So I, I was a little more on the Tyler Biotis side. But I, I'm curious, your general thoughts on the melee and uh, what it indicates.
0: Okay, I'll play your game, Bobby, today. <laughs> Um, I'm not a big fan of training camp fights and I'm not a big fan of training camp fights, especially when it involves teammates. And uh, just my personal experience of training camp fights, especially when it's teammates, is that they could say things don't carry over and, you know, and you just never know. Uh, You know, there's the fact I, I felt like that, yes, that Sam and and Hoffman Hoffman trying to walk away, Sam, you know, kind of continue on and then Biodish, you know, taking a run at him. And the, the reason I I take offense to this is I felt like Hoffman's trying to go away. Sam maybe was going to get in another shot, big deal, just separate, and move on. But the the fact that that he got dumped and the way he got dumped and the violence with which he got dumped. That is my worry. That is my worry where all of a sudden it's shot to the shoulder, back, head, everything hits the ground. I mean, he got blindsided. And so now you're in a situation where, you know, you take a run at a guy like that, you hit him that hard, you knock him down. the, The way he hits is awkward. Is there some other injury now to Sam Williams? Are we in a concussion syndrome thing or a protocol, uh, you know, shoulder injury, rib injuries, back injuries, you know, you just don't know, you know, what potentially could happen. You know, luckily nothing did escalate that way. But then the feelings afterwards. Now it's like, okay, we gotta get our pound of flesh from Biotish. And here goes Micah Parsons going at it. And here's your best player swinging wildly at players all around him, you know, trying to even the score. And I've been with teams before where things have carried into the locker room. And all of a sudden now you have guys divided, defensive players divided with offensive players. And it, it just, it's a very tense kind of situation. Again, everybody afterwards, oh, no, we're fine. We're all good. But when it's teammate-on-teammate teammate crime like that, I, I, I've got no, I got no use for that. I really don't because, like I said, potential injury for the actual fight, potential hurt feelings going into the locker room, division among the players, feeling like, well, you know, I, I got wronged here. And what's keeping Sam Williams from going and taking a shot at Biadish in a meeting or something like that? You yeah. know, I mean, and, and it didn't happen, but those are the things that I've seen where it carries over. You know, you're in the lunch line, and now there's words exchanged. You know, uh, about the situation. You know, and it, and it, it meant enough to Michael Parsons that he felt like he had to go even the score. And that's your best player going to even the score. You know, Wayne Gretzky never finished a fight, you know? I mean mm-hmm. when there was yeah. when there was it was, you know, there was but that's that's the that's the biggest problem that I had with it. I, I I felt like the the injury potential and the hurt feelings and the evening evening the score, if in fact it doesn't ever get settled on the field and then those those feelings carry over to another practice another situation that that's my biggest concern
1: I don't disagree with you Brian so we're 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 simpatico that was really
0: long-winded but I just felt like that you know Zach and Eric I, I hey I'm not against fighting and Zach was talking about it in a way that it was well it's good it's good for the toughness of the team it's good for no it's not
1: now, I, think chip, I think chippiness, I think competitive practices are. I don't think brawls are.
0: Man, football players are tough people showing up playing the game. You don't have to prove your toughness to play football. I mean, you're already tough. You're already tough going up there and lining up and playing. You know, I just felt like that fighting was just – I just thought it was a huge waste of time. And, you know, if you're, if you're not a tough team, there are other ways to manufacture that toughness other than beating up on one of your own teammates.
1: Yeah, you know, that's that's what I've always believed. I'm totally with you on it. We if, actually agree. If, I, uh, I I don't want to see anybody get hurt in the name of uh, you know fake toughness. Like I said, you can you can have chippiness and competitiveness, and I think mm-hmm. the smack talk and a, maybe even a little pushing and shoving at the end of play that's normal. Outright brawls, I don't think do anybody any good.
0: No, and you know, I'm I'm okay with the smack talk stuff that you know we've seen it with Diggs and Dak and. Everybody's kind of labeled that as, oh, look, you know, teammates don't respect Dak. No, it's just yeah. competitiveness, and that's cool. That part of it's cool, but the physical part where your best player is swinging wildly in a crowd.
1: Could break and, his yeah, hand.
0: Yeah, and then, you you know, we think about it, and I, I'm sorry I'm getting to the age where I forget things at times, but, you know, we recently had in one of these fights, these camp fights, a coach have to go to the hospital. You know, Mm -hmm. coach. Coach gets hit in a wild fight, and now he's in the hospital. And I'm sure that that team that lost its coach is probably sitting there going, "Well, was it totally worth it?" You know, our coach is laid up in a hospital right now. You know, Mm -hmm. so there's 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 other ways to prove toughness besides having to take a run, a swing, anything at your at your own teammate. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Well, let's take a, a look at uh, this game against the Seahawks. And, uh, you know what, let's let's lead off with some toughness, why don't we? And uh, toughness, I think you can say, is something that Jalen Tolbert continued to show in this football game. Jalen Tolbert, for me, I don't know about you, Brian, we'll talk about a couple different things. Tolbert continued, uh, you know, in this game and the last game, really, I feel like. He was the highlight for me in this game against the Seahawks in terms of I think you you continue to see, okay, working back to the football, tracking the football, um, toughness, even on the kind of double clutch catch that he had, um, even the one that got taken away off the replay. I think you showed that to me was bigger on Cooper Rush than it was anything on Jalen Tolbert. So this was an instance, again, where I think – A lot of the receivers shined. Um, You know, Tolbert headlining that, but Turpin had a a couple of good things. It was nice to see Jalen Brooks making that fourth down catch, working back to the ball. That, what we saw in fourth down, is similar to what we saw in these training camp practices. Um, You know, you had uh, Dontario Drummond making plays um not a great night for Simi Fahoko. um they they tried to connect on that that smoke work again him and Will Greer it, it bit them a couple times so uh overall your your biggest positive out of this game and I guess just thoughts specifically on has Tolbert answered the questions you had for him heading into camp
0: Yeah Jalen Tolbert is your fourth receiver right now no question about that and you know and he will fight uh you know, once the season starts i don't know how much competition you'll be able to have and to prove that you could be the third but he is and this really starts this goes all the way back to the things that he had to carry in the 2022 season he had to carry the the shame of not performing to the level that we all believed he could and you know that's you know, he heard the word bust. He heard the words uh, can't play. He heard the words need to get rid of, uh, need to move on. He carried all that through an offseason. And he made it a point to remake himself. And, you know, whether it was reps in the backyard, reps on the field at, uh, you know, there at the star, reps in uh, maybe at a training facility that we don't know about maybe he was in another town running routes and working out and trying to make himself better he is a confident football player he's a better conditioned player he's a more mentally tough player for him and it really you could tell last week when he gets the push-off penalty right before the half and what does he do? He comes back and catches the touchdown to finish the drive. Right then, that's when you saw that things for Jalen uh, was going to be different. You know, you saw it was going to be much different for him, and he was able to, you know, put together some really good routes yesterday. Um, he, you know, he had the one drop, which I'm sure he's wants back. I think there's going to be times where he, where Jalen Tolbert is going to make absolute brilliant plays. And maybe there's going to be that one that you're like, oh no, he couldn't, he shouldn't have dropped that one. I just kind of feel that's how he is. But he's established himself, uh, carrying all that with him as the fourth for sure, and a possible third depending on what happens with Michael Gallup during the season.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Now, I didn't see, we didn't see that on the South Alabama tape that he was somebody who had focus drops or anything like that. But I think that is one thing you're right about, that occasionally there may be the frustrating play. I think that may just be part of his his profile is that he's, that ball seemed to kind of get on him a little quick last night. Yeah. It's it's one he needs to make. Right. Um, but, you know, I think people are going to be able to live with that occasionally if we see the guy that we've seen out here in terms of tracking the ball deep um, you know, making tough catches, not afraid of going over the middle this year. He looked afraid going over the middle of the football field last year. And that doesn't appear to be the case this year. So that's a big plus. Uh, overall, that's that's a big positive takeaway. Uh, anything for you that stands out as, man, this was a troubling thing we saw last night. I know for me, the, the continued struggles of the offensive line in parts, um, I thought, Awesome Richards had a, a decent game at times. Um, I actually, I got to tell you, I was really impressed with uh, Alex Taylor Priolo and some of the reps that he showed. He looked like he moved really well for his size. Josh Ball was better last night than he's been. But specifically, there were a few different times where I noticed Brock Hoffman or Matt Farniok, two guys who this team likes a lot, struggling in this game. Um, your general thoughts on the offensive line and anything else that stuck out is, this wasn't the best.
0: Well, I feel like you've got things on course when you're talking about the offensive line. I will say this. I think that Matt Farniak is a better center than he is a guard. You know, I feel like he's more comfortable playing center. And, um, you know, we've seen uh, him have problems with the snap, uh, you know, a couple of different things. Last night he had an early snap, you know, that was kind of crazy that – Wilger had to dive on, but I think when you watched him play overall, he looks more comfortable playing center than he does guard, which is weird, but he does. Uh, I think it, you mentioned Awesome Richards. Um, I'm not going to say I would be terrified if Awesome Richards had to play in a game, but I think there would be some those moments where you'd say, "Okay, hold on to your rear, here we go," kind yep. of a thing, you know. And there might be some really good. Um, some really good reps. And there might be that crazy rep like we saw, uh, you know, uh, where he gave up the sack against Jacksonville. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's not totally his fault. You know, Will Greer continues to hold the football way too long for some of these guys, you know, and they, and they just can't hold up protection-wise. I felt like, though, that, um, you know, you, you, you mentioned what, uh, you know, the things with, with Taylor Prelo he is so long and so—I you know, mean, he just doesn't have great strength, and you worry about a guy that tall the way he moves. But man, he held up pretty well, you know, at the at the tackle spot. And and again, I, I was I was pleased to see you know that that how that worked out. Uh, I think I continue to feel like that TJ Bass. I'm going to go on record and call him a gamer, Bobby. I'm going to, I mean, I don't think he's a great practice player. I think he's one of those guys you get him in a game and he kind of understands how he needs to play. He's a physical player. Um, And so those are the kinds of things that you want to see, uh, you know, from, uh, from your guys. And I, and and I'll tell you another, another guy, I throw a lot of dirt on Josh ball. I throw a lot of dirt on Josh Ball, and yeah. there were a couple of times last night where they ran the ball, you know, behind him and Matt go, where they were able to get some movement at the point of attack. Josh Ball came off the ball last night like we had some purpose, like he was ready to play, like he was like confident that, and you know he's not always going to get movement because I don't think he's the strongest guy. I just yeah. don't, and so um, you know that was encouraging there. Um, but, uh, overall, uh, they've got to figure out, you know, they got to figure out six, seven, eight, and nine, you know, they've got to figure it out they're, I think they're getting a little close. I'll, I'll say this, Bobby, Matt, will let's go once again with a sublication, subluxation,
1: sublux, subluxation. I, yes. I was
0: trying to say that I've been, I'm still tired.
1: Different shoulder this year, different, shoulder. different
0: shoulder. And, and I'm not a doctor. But I think maybe, maybe genetics or the way he's built has something to do with this. If you've got a right shoulder, a left shoulder, if you've got this problem, this might be a genetic or the way you're built type of a problem that you, know, that you are subjected to potential problems. And it's not good for an offensive lineman to always deal with his shoulders popping out. You know, you reach and you push and you strain and you, you know, and now that it's the other shoulder, this might be just genetics, you know, the the way that he's put together is going to limit, you know, again, I'm not a doctor, but it's it's, it's it's really strange how, you know, it might be a physical issue that he has to deal with.
1: Well, and, and it's been and, that outside shoulder each time because last yeah. year it happened to the left shoulder when he was at left tackle, and this right. year it's the right shoulder when he's right. playing right tackle. So it's right. definitely been the outside shoulder two years in a row here. Yeah. Um, but that that's definitely a concerning injury. Uh, you're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.